to the last show. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for coming back because I know it was kind of a, a strange one. But I think, uh, you know, kind of kind of getting back on on track here. Uh, so I'm, uh, I'm pretty excited to uh, actually have some work to read to you today and music and it'll be uh, a little a little closer to uh, the usual uh, show. Uh, anyway, it's the snow moon. And apparently it's the smallest full moon of the year, a micro moon, uh, like the opposite of a super moon. And uh, I'd never heard that term before, but I think it's great, micro moon, because that's, that's kind of the energy I'm feeling, you know, micro moon, uh, full, uh, but, but small, you know, let's just, let's start, start small, you know, it's beginning of the year, we don't need to, you know, be all super moon about it we can you know grow into that later in the year uh so uh i like i like that energy um i always get nervous talking to this thing um even uh i mean i've been doing i've been doing uh i've been doing radio since 2011 but uh uh i tell you it doesn't doesn't get any easier for a stuffed bear but uh, uh i'm still here so uh, anyway, this is, this is why I like to, um, this is why I like to read other people's words so that I don't just, you know, keep rambling off the cuff. Um, so without, uh, further ado, uh, let's, let's get into the show. Um, I am very excited, uh, today to be sharing with you a couple of newsletters I love, uh, by two different fantastic women. And uh, this first one is by Rebecca Altman. And uh, she is uh, an herbalist and writer and teacher and dreamer and uh, just kind of this amazing force in the world. Uh, I've taken some meditations and workshops with her before and I love her newsletter. And uh, I'm going to read you her latest, with her permission. And uh, the subject line was, You're not fooling any birds, bro. There are no straight lines in nature. Even when they look straight, when you get close, you see the variations in the bark. All the ways in which those straight lines are not straight at all. If you see a straight line in nature, it is usually one of those telephone poles disguised to look like a tree. It stands out in its camouflage. Telephone poles are terrible at hiding. There is efficiency in nature, though. I think about this as I hike in the snow, looking at tracks I cannot identify. 
I remember texting my bestie with a photo of tracks a year ago, asking excitedly if it was a coyote, and she said, domestic dog. You'll never see a wild animal running back and forth across a trail like that. They're efficient. I think about that efficiency as I follow a hiking trail back and forth across a hill in the snow and watch the paw prints cut across the trail up the hillside. They're not in a straight line. They follow the curve of the land because there are no straight lines in nature. There are spirals and curves and waves, though. There are lines that follow the curve of the earth and lines that follow the stars. Lines that plot some course between free expression and efficiency that crisscross the earth in a web-like pattern that defies the mind but sings to the heart. We, too, are nature. So when you tell me that you have started something and are berating yourself into finishing it, when you beat yourself into having discipline to carry on with something long past the joy is gone, when you say that you cannot be trusted to take courses because you don't finish them, When you start to learn another thing and don't take it all the way to the Olympics or a professional career or even competence and feel shame about it, it feels like you are a tree trying to become a badly camouflaged telephone pole. You expect yourself to move in straight lines because you have forgotten that you are nature. How would the path of your life look if you were to remember and learn to follow the curvature of the earth and the map of your heart? Who cares whether your interests and whims lead to the Olympics or a career or a raise or even competence? Be the worst salsa dancer that ever tried something for three weeks, then give up and move on to crochet. Embroider something badly, then give your embroidery stuff to a friend after it's been sitting gathering dust for a year. Start to get into birding, then change your mind because it's boring. Oh, I have to disagree with Rebecca there. Bird, bird watching is not boring. Start a book and don't finish it. Order more books that you don't read. Live in a house made of books that you haven't cracked open yet. The fact that you have hope that one day, someday in the distant future, you'll have time and feel like reading them, says something about you that is good and beautiful. Perhaps even more beautiful than if your brain were full of what lies within those books. It only becomes inefficient when you cling to it. Trying to force yourself to carry on, that's wasted energy. Trying to restrict it and make it look a certain way is turning yourself into a telephone pole. That isn't following your own heart line across the earth, nor following the patterns of the stars as they lay out a path for you that nobody else can see. It becomes efficient when you allow it, follow it, let it loop back around if it wants to, though sometimes it won't. You will never see the big picture while you're in it. Living like this, sometimes it's five years before you look back and see how something you spent a month on has woven into the tapestry of your being. Oh, look at that path you walked, you'll think. There was a pit ahead and you went around it without even realizing it. Well done, you. You read half a book and got what you needed from it. You took a third of a course and it set you in a new direction that led you to exactly where you are now, which is where you are supposed to be. Out here in the wilderness, following the path of the stars and the curve of the earth, with a half-read book in one hand and your freedom in the other. Big hugs, Rebecca.
that was Gabrielle Griffiths with Saints Become. And next, I have a newsletter for you from Kristen at Poppy Petal Press, Tales of Plants for Growing Souls. And Kristen is a wonderful herbalist um, and human being who I'm lucky enough to call my friend. And this is her latest newsletter, Dreaming into Wakefulness. Happy early February. Did you notice it's now light at 5 p.m.? We've reached and passed Imbolc, the halfway point between winter solstice and spring equinox. For those of us in the northern hemisphere, this can be a time of gentle waking. I love working with this season of Imbolc as a touch point, a moment to come back to myself and notice where I am, where I think I'm going, and how the season and the landscape around me are landing in my body at this time. For me, this midwinter time of Imbolc is often the moment when spring first starts to twinkle into the periphery. There can be a gentle shift toward awakening. The sunset sweeps across the afternoon snow a little later each day. There is a blush of movement and light to the days. And the wind, it carries a hint of life and vitality, so subtle, a sense or feeling that dissipates if you try to hold it or name it. A breeze of becoming, perhaps. And this is still a between time. While the promises of spring tickle at the edges, there's still winter left, and I'm still dreaming winter dreams. Big snows and epic skis. A deep cold snap that reminds us how to kindle heat in our bodies and forces us to cuddle cozy for a time. Sweet seeds and bulbs and roots laying in wait in the earth, resting their bodies ahead of the coming spring. The earth itself, pulsing, resting, dreaming. This moment of pause and change can be delicious, a dreaming movement toward the expansion of spring. And sometimes I find it hard to be with, especially when deeply ingrained cultural expectations to do more, faster, better, be more, faster, better, can urge me to move too fast, pushing my dreams too quickly to become tangible projects. I sometimes wake up so ferociously that I forget to pause and stretch and breathe and greet myself, greet the day. Hello, self. Hello, sun. Hello, earth. Hello, fellow humans. Hello, chickadee. Hello, white pine. Hello, day. For me, it is so easy to slip into habituated patterns of overdoing, overproducing, overgiving, overpleasing, and I don't think I'm alone in this. So as I feel those quiet breaths of an in-bulk breeze and notice myself stirring, I'm also asking, how can I wake slowly this year? How can I ease out of dreaming without pushing too hard? How might I gently hold some of the projects and doings that are vibrating in my heart and give them space to rest a bit more, to expand just a little, to show me how they want to grow, before I assume I have all the answers for them in my head of big thoughts. I'm curious, how is this midwinter moment landing for you? Do you feel called to more time in the quiet dream space of winter before you wake? Are you feeling ready to burst into spring? How do you experience this moment of pause between winter and the becoming of spring? Sending you all my best, Kristen.
Gabrielle Griffiths with The Summer of the Dead. And now it's time for a little mise. On the menu today is a snack size interview with our featured musician, Gabrielle Griffiths. And Gabrielle Griffiths is no stranger to the Violet Hour. I've featured her music a number of times before and her writing. She's an incredible writer and musician and multimedia artist. Gabrielle was kind enough uh, to answer a few questions once again for the Violet Hour. So here they are. One, what is your earliest memory of winter? My earliest memory of winter is playing outside with my sisters in the snow. We lived next to a gravel pit and used to go sledding with our brothers until dark. 2. What are your five favorite words associated with snow? My favorite words associated with snow are glitter, sparkle, ice, crystal, and twinkle. 3. What are your current obsessions? I'm currently obsessed with Italian culture, film, and history, my Pomeranian Uli, as well as rollerblading in my basement. Bonus, if you were a stuffed animal, what would you be? 
If I was a stuffed animal, I would be a Blakiston's fish owl. The book Owls of the Eastern Ice, a quest to find and save the world's largest owl by Jonathan C. Slot, is one of my favorites. Slot spent over half a decade in eastern Russia acquiring data about fish owls to help protect their habitat from logging. Fish owls are endangered. They are very elusive and have been hard to study. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Gabrielle, for sharing your music on words with the Violet Hour once again. And uh, if you want to find out more about Gabrielle, you can visit her website at gabriellegriffiths.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-G-R-I-F-F-I-S dot com. Or her music at gabriellegriffiths.bandcamp.com. Hello, Miss Mousy. It's me, Mr. Bear. Mr. Bear, oh my goodness. Reunited, it feels so good. Mr. Bear, I'm so happy to see you. So happy to see you too, Miss Mousy. It's been way too long. I know, we've just been, you know, wandering the wandering the ether looking for each other for a while. Oh, yeah, that's, I, I guess how hibernation is. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's, it's great to, uh, I got the theremin fixed and I, I made it back to uh, the apothecarium and uh, yeah, it's just uh, so good to see you. Um, can I offer you some of my uh, Dreaming of Spring elixir? Oh, uh, sure. What's what's that? Well, it's um, a really delicious elixir. Um, it was fresh violets I picked last May that I infused in honey and brandy for a couple of months and then um, strained it out. And it's just been sitting in a bottle in the apothecary since July. Um, but uh, let me let me pour you a little bit. It's just, it's absolutely delicious. And, uh, you know, violets are one of the first flowers of spring. So this just kind of, you know, all this talk about this time between winter and spring and you know we still we have time we don't need to rush it but um you know it's it's nice to have a little of um have a little of the violet sweetness now and in anticipation here you go oh wow that is that is good stuff miss mousy uh mm, doesn't doesn't get better than that violets and honey and brandy you're uh you're speaking my language I know it's good, right? Um, but yeah, I um I liked what you said uh, before, Mister Bear, about the the micro moon. You know, I'm feeling that micro moon energy too. And um, you know, what's nice is when when you when you prepare things in season, and then you can have them in another season. You know, it's like a a present you give to your your future self. Um, and it's kind of like time travel. So now it's like. It's like we're traveling back to last year's violets, and we're we're also, you know, welcoming in, uh, sending out energy for this year's violets. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I think you've 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 had a couple a uh, couple couple glasses of uh, this elixir, haven't you, Miss Mousy? You're getting all philosophical on me. I know. It's just um, this is you know that that time for just you know dreaming and resting and uh, um. Yeah, and time time traveling. 
Um, speaking of which, I just, I, um, I love the newsletters you read. I'm a big fan of Rebecca Altman and Kristen at Poppy Petal Press. Um, also shout out to Millie. I don't usually do shout outs. I don't even like that word, but, um, Millie, uh, Millie really likes the, the zine I did. Um, oh, I, I love the zine you did, Miss Mousy. Uh, Miss Mousy's Guide to Herbal Steams. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. You know, it's, you know, steams are really good to do, and, uh, I just thought it was a helpful guide, but, um, Millie is six, and, uh, and she really likes the zine, so hi, Millie, thanks. Uh, she likes the show, too, Mr. Bear. Uh, yeah, well, she must be, uh, have really excellent taste. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, I thought, um, I thought we could talk about eyes. Eyes? Yeah, you know, eyes, um, kind of sounds like ice, you know, there's ice this time of year. Ice and eyes and resting, resting our eyes, um, but not with ice. I like warmth better. Um, but anyway, you know, people, um, eyes, eyes need, um, eyes need rest, yeah, yeah, they they really do, uh, Miss Mousie. My eyes have been quite tired lately. Yeah, mine too. So I'm um, I'm trying to do more um, compresses, and uh, so I thought you know your listeners might want to hear about that. Oh, uh, sure. Tell us more. Um, well, you just make a really strong tea or decoction. Uh, I like chamomile or rose. Those are really nice. Lavender, and then um. You know, you just, you let it steep for a while, and then you, you soak your, your washcloth in it, and uh, you, you squeeze it out a little bit so, it, you know, it doesn't drip totally all over you, but, you know, you still, you want it still wet. And then you just uh, lay down and rest with the compress over your eyes, and it's, it's really wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah, doesn't it get cold quickly? Yeah, it does. It's a little messy. It gets a little cold. Um, but don't let that deter you because it's really, um, it's also so restful. And, you know, you could you could make a, a hot water bottle and then put that on top of your face over the compress to try to hold the warmth in longer. Or you just, you know, you get up and you, you heat it um, again. Um, or if that's too messy, you know, they sell eye pillows or you can make one with like buckwheat or rice. And I find just having that over over the eyes really, really feels nice. Um, and um, taking a break from screens is important, too. Um, everybody's always on screens all the time. Phones, computers, iPads, tablets, TVs. And you, you got to take a break. You got to like get up, blink your eyes. I like to spray them a little squirt with rose water sometimes. Oh, you like to spray rose water in your eyes? Not in my eyes, Mr. Bear, on them. You know, you shut your eyes and then just a little spray and it's, um, it's really soothing. Um, and what else? Um, berries, eating lots of berries. Uh, I love berries. They're so delicious. They are. They're so delicious, and they really support heart health and eyes um, because of all the little tiny capillaries and blood vessels to your eyes. Um, what about carrots? I've always heard carrots are, are good for your eyes. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's specifically true or not. I mean, probably because, you know, carrots are orange and have antioxidants and all that stuff, and, um, you know, vegetables are, are good you know, they're just good. Vegetables are good. Um, but, um, uh, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I think eat, eat carrots, eat berries, um, eat all your veggies. Um, but, uh, I think, I don't know if that came from, um, just because bunnies can like, they have nearly, it's not 360 degrees. Is it 180? I don't know. They can see like really a very, very, very expanded area. Um, rabbits. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my, my human, um, wears glasses and uh she's has since she was a kid uh and she did not like carrots as a kid and uh and they told her uh that's why her eyes were were bad but uh, I don't think that's true no I don't think that's true either um especially since she eats carrots now and it doesn't you know make her eyes better I mean she still needs glasses which is fine glasses are wonderful um Anyway, um, steams are another thing you can do for your eyes, you know, if you don't want to do a compress or, um, uh, besides being, you know, so great, uh, uh, to help with respiratory ailments and, you know, if you think you've been exposed to colds and viruses, um, but they can also just help your eyes, um, you know, if you have styes or conjunctivitis or, you know, if you just want to have a little mini, mini sauna, um, so those are, those are the little thoughts I had about, about eyes that, that I thought I'd share. Um, so yeah, let's, um, let's drink some more of this, uh, dreaming of spring elixir and, uh, dream about spring. Oh, but, um, uh, the oracle. Oh yeah. Uh, that's right. You, uh, you copied me and start, started doing your own oracle. Yeah. You know, you have, you have your oracle. I have mine and, and, uh. And uh, we can, you know, between the two of them, I think, I think we can, you know, really send some, uh, some answers out into the world. So, for anyone who doesn't know, um, who's probably most people listening, because it's been so long since we've been here, how are they going to remember what the oracle is? Um, mine is from Kate Greenaway's Language of Flowers. So I'm just going to rifle through, put my paw down on a page, and see see what we get to, uh, to guide us into, uh, into this February. Ranunculus, you are radiant with charms. Well, I'd say that's a pretty good oracle. Yeah, radiant with charms. I mean, who doesn't want to be radiant with charms? Oh, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drink to that. It sure is good to be back in the apothecarium with you, Miss Mousy. Ah, uh, it's good to have you back, Mr. Bear. But, you know, you should probably go finish the show now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that's true. Uh, okay, uh, I'll be on my way. Oh, and Mr. Bear, don't forget to um, remind your listeners that I'm just a two-dimensional hand-drawn rodent studying herbalism, and they should, you know, always do their own research, too. You got it, Miss Mousy. Thanks, Mr. Bear. I'll see you next time. Bye, Miss Mousy. Bye, Mr. Bear. Are you or anyone you know a musician? Amateur, professional, experimental? Do you tell stories with music and song? Are you interested in being considered for a potential feature on Mr. Bear's Violet Hour? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, please send samples of your work, links to Bandcamp, SoundCloud, your website, digital demo tape files on Google Docs, whatever you have, to violethourmoon at gmail.com.
Com. That was Gabrielle Griffiths with December. And that's the show, folks. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for spending a little time with me in the Violet Hour. Uh, Thanks so much to Rebecca Altman and Kristen 
Poppy Petal Press for letting me share their words. And if you want to find out more about Rebecca Altman and her classes and offerings and sign up for her incredible newsletter, you can go to wonderbotanica.com and do all of that. I highly recommend it. And if you want to find out more about Kristen at Poppy Petal Press and her offerings and sign up for her beautiful email, you can do that at poppypetalpress.com. And uh, yeah, I, I recommend uh, you, you subscribe to both of those newsletters because uh, they'll bring a lot of beauty to your inbox. Um, anyway, a parting gift for you is an oracle. Uh, my... The oracle I deliver is from Norton Jester's The Phantom Tollbooth. So let's see what's in store for us today. And I paw through and point my stubby little paw down. Okay. Would it be possible for me to see something from up there? Asked Milo politely. You could, said Alec, but only if you try very hard to look at things as an adult does. I'll read that one more time. Would it be possible for me to see something from up there? asked Milo politely. You could, said Alec, but only if you try very hard to look at things as an adult does. So that's uh, your oracle. Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe you prefer the uh, Radiant with Charms one, but, uh, you know, interpret it as you please. And, uh, yeah, uh, thanks so much for joining me in the Violet Hour. And uh, go out there and enjoy that full micro moon. Uh, I'll be back with you on the new moon. Thanks. Bye. Theme song and show music by Sugar Whiskey. Mr. Bear and Miss Mousie believe in radical love and kindness, in mutual aid, and empowering ourselves and our communities. Together we can dismantle the white, racist, colonizing, misogynistic, capitalist, homophobic, transphobic, ableist patriarchy. This podcast was recorded on Potawatomi, Kickapoo, Miami, Sioux, and Peoria land. Text your zip code or city comma state to 907-312-5085 and find out whose land you're living on. Uh, You can also go to land.codeforanchorage.org. For more information, there's also a helpful map at native-land.ca. This is just the first step in developing a land acknowledgement. Let's learn our history and honor the land and indigenous peoples, past, present, and future. podcast was produced in collaboration with the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network, part of bostonfreeradio.com and Somerville Media Center, Somerville's longest-running public access media center that enables a vibrant and diverse community to express its creativity, explain its ideas, share its cultures, and foster the individual right to freedom of speech. Learn more about Somerville Media Center at somervillemedia.org or check out some of the other amazing Boston Free Radio podcasts and radio shows at bostonfreeradio.com. Thanks for listening.